Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Welcome to the Lazy Geeks Network. you lazy geeks to the lazy geeks podcast if this is the first time checking us out welcome this is our new our weekly news podcast that discusses the biggest news of the past week we're thinking so you don't have to this is our episode for both the week of february 4th and 12th 2017 i'm steven vargas i'm adam riley all right so how you feeling dude uh a lot better my sickness uh did not last that long it was just really bad (laughs) (laughs) i think it lasted like a total of four days with the fifth day of like getting over it i think it's always better when i think it's better when it's it's it it like kind of kicks you in the nuts but it's it's intense but it's short as opposed to it's not so bad but it lingers for like a month right like i just it i i was steve and i were talking (laughs) about this earlier but i i don't usually get the um I'm sick for two weeks kind of thing. Like it usually, usually it's, it's a week is the longest I'll go being sick. So, uh, I'm going to let Steve talk cause my wife needs her markers. So hold on <laughs> one second. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, as many of you know, we were, the reason why we're doing a two, uh, kind of a two pack this week is because last week uh adam didn't really have a voice and my internet was kind of going in and out over the last day so it was kind of one of those things where well you know things are not going so well so let's just kind of i and um scrap it because i didn't want it to go out during the show and then adam's voice i figured you know just let him get better skip a show and then we'll just make it up next week so usually we kind of just skip an episode and then just do the news of the past week. But there was actually quite a bit of stuff I wanted to to discuss last week. So we just kind of doubled up this week and, and um, 
and uh, kind of moving on with that. So this this episode might be a little longer than usual, but uh, I'm sure you guys will deal with it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because um, that's what our fans do. Chose, <laughs> I don't know why my wife chose to speak. <laughs> I, I heard don't know some, if you guys heard that. I heard something, but I was just talking, so I just ignored her. Because she came in, she said, tell Steve. I said, sorry. I said, well, he can hear you. Right. And she says, oh, sorry, Steve. And I said, well, so can everyone else. I know. She's like, sorry, everyone else. That's what we, that should be the, the sorry, everyone. My wife, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, there you go. All right. So over the last two weeks, two people from our pop culture world have passed. Uh, Masaya Nakamura and Richard Hatch. Nakamura was responsible for making uh, the video game Pac-Man a cultural icon in the early to mid-80s. He passed away at the age of 91 and is also the founder of Namco. Many people won't understand just how big Pac-Man was in the 80s. I mean, granted, he, you know, he had a hand in developing, you know, a bunch of other video games at the time. But Pac-Man really was the uber popular video game. I mean, that thing was responsible for toys, breakfast cereal a Saturday morning cartoon, and a goddamn song. Does anybody even remember fucking Pac-Man Fever at all? <laughs> I mean... Hey. <laughs> one of those those things in pop culture that i'm happy that it happened but it really sh- <laughs> i know right <laughs> this is this is capitalism at its finest <laughs> <laughs> What's funny? Because if you didn't have Pac-Man fever, you have it now. Right, exactly. This is gonna this 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 is an earworm you're gonna have for the next week. You're welcome. Um, this was also an album. An album was titled Pac-Man Fever. Um, the summary from uh, this art uh, the article on Motherboard described this as each of the tracks on the Pac-Man Fever album tells a story of the classic arcade game, even though it. Uh, it all sounds so artificial. It really encapsulates how the mainstream audience perceived gaming culture. Um, I had this album. I I, <laughs> I had the, the cassette. I had the cassette. And keep in mind, I was a fucking kid. Um, and uh, so it was like, oh, cool. You know, that's no excuse to be awesome. <laughs> right. But one of my favorite songs, I don't know if any of you remember the game Berserk. But um, they had actually did. It was the last track on the album, and I, I this it was one of my favorite songs on the on the album. And since I found I found this song, it's been like stuck in my head all day too. I can move and make directions once I start, I'm never done. I can go from room to room. I can crawl or I can run. 
sounds like a legit song too. Yeah. That you can you can actually find um, on YouTube there there's some that actually that have the the full album on there so you can hear like the let's do the Donkey Kong um, like Frogger Lament there's just a bunch of other songs from all the games at the time it's fucking hilarious um, but anyway uh, also this past week Richard Hatch passed away at 71 from pancreatic cancer he was best known for two different characters from the same franchise depending on which generation you're in my generation remembers him as captain napalo in the original 1970s battlestar galactica while the newer generation will remember him as tom zarek in the series reboot in the early aughts uh earlier in his career he had roles in all my children hawaii 50 and was michael douglas's replacement in the series the streets of san francisco after battlestar was canceled in 79 he tried to get the show new life with a trailer for a possible series called second coming and he even did comics that continued the tale he will be missed so say we all so say we all man yeah and i was like i didn't even know he was sick and then i just found i was like ah and like all of the you know everybody you know like edward james almost and um uh the girl that plays starbuck and six and all of them jumped on twitter you know, saying that he was just, like he was a great person, and you know, so. I don't know. Like it, it seems like the deaths have just been rolling on from 2016. <laughs> They're really not stopping. Yeah. Um, and they really don't, to no. be honest. But, <laughs> uh, what are you gonna do? Mm. So anyway on to happier things <laughs> really you really need to stop doing the deaths um <laughs> so this is just a real quick one that that nintendo um the nes classic that they put out that cute little mini nes um it sold 1.5 million uh so far so nintendo actually sold a console <laughs> but i'm dutch <laughs> um it's amazing to me too because i i I will not buy this. <laughs> I think it's cool that it's out, and I think if someone buys it, that's great. I won't buy it because I have the know-how to make one for $35 that has every <laughs> NES game on it. Right. Um, but I think it's a cool little machine. Definitely pulls on the nostalgia strings. And it's not and that expensive I don't know, either. No, it's 60, 60 bucks. bucks yeah. And I, I don't know how they sold $1.5 million because in typical Nintendo fashion, it was sold out fucking everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, it, I'm getting so sick and tired of Nintendo shit being sold out all the time. Oh. I'm already hearing that the, the Switch is all fucking, the pre-orders were being sent back yeah. because they didn't have enough coming uh, in. I'm like, come yeah. on. Oh, yeah, we underestimated um, uh, uh, demand. It's like, fuck you. No, you didn't. It's like nobody does that strategy anymore, <laughs> Nintendo. Stop it. I know. It's like, how many times do we see PS4s and Xboxes sitting on shelves for a while? You know, when you get that box, right. oh, let me get it from the shelf. And it's got that little layer of dust on it. It's like, no, it's been sitting <laughs> back there for a while. Come on. <laughs> but I think I think the sales, the sales and the hype around this NES classic is um, it just kind of proves that a lot of these games are timeless. Like it's not always graphics. You know, it's um, <laughs> it is kind of funny, though, when you have like the the classic NES is the one outselling the Wii U. Oh, 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 oh. 
I mean, the, the, see, the thing is, is that with the problem with Nintendo doing this, and I, I think we mentioned this before when we were talking about the the Switch, is the fact that, okay, you're going to have people that are going to want it, and then are going to try to get it the minute it comes out. The problem is, is that when you sell out that way, people that are like, oh, I'll get that, then suddenly when it's like, oh, it's selling out, you're not even going to try. And then you're just right. not, you know, you may either eventually get it or maybe not at all, because I wanted one, but I didn't want to have to sit there and fucking go online each and every time just to try to get one it's like fuck it you know what if it had if, if two years down the line i get one fine but that's nintendo's fault they could have sold it to me earlier by throwing out a bunch of them and you know that shit would have sold out anyway oh yeah it's like don't don't fucking sit there and go oh we underestimated man shut the fuck up i'm tired you of that didn't shit. underestimate shit yeah <laughs> get all loud with and, uh, like flip a desk and go to i'll go to nintendo's headquarters and flip the dude's desk and just walk out <laughs> I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> I'm sick of your shit. <laughs> uh, but apparently, somebody else is is uh, sick of their shit because uh, this year the electron the Electronic Entertainment Expo, also known as E3, will be opening up to the public. They announced last week that they are reserving fifteen thousand tickets to the general public. Uh, the pass will cost you two hundred fifty dollars or one fifty if you manage to snatch them up before this past Monday, the thirteenth. Uh, these passes will give you access to the show floor, panel discussions, and other activities from Tuesday through Thursday. It kind of not a surprise, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I wasn't surprised with that. I mean, at some point they were going to have to, because I mean, it, they made it so difficult for even fucking just um, you know people with sites to get in there. Well, E3 used to be much more important. Yeah. It, it used to be the event that you found shit out at, but now none of them can keep a fucking secret to the point that some of these leaks are obviously leaked on purpose. Oh, yeah. Oh, just absolutely. to create hype. You know, so it, it, there's no purpose for E3 anymore. Yeah. And other the, than just a video game Comic Con. That's really all it is. Right. And then even with some of the big keynotes, they're not even held on the premises. They're all in different theaters around the around the city. And fucking Microsoft stopped going to E3. You know, I mean, you know, with their usual I mean, they'll have their keynote, but they'll they, you know, they pretty much reserve it for all their shit. Blizzard doesn't go there and, and a lot of the announcements are made before E3. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, last last E3 was a fucking disappointment. I think we knew everything. Yeah. We were even joking around about it. Like, why Why is E3 even happening still? <laughs> exactly. It's like a big waste of money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, but, you know, I mean, I, I think it's it's a little bit better. I think it was, um, what site? Um, I'm trying to remember the site that I got it from. I think it was Engadget when they, um, with their story. And they were saying, yeah, so you no longer have to have a WordPress account to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, nice. Uh all right, so with that, I think it's time we jump into our one awesome thing. So my one awesome thing is for one of the reasons why I love my Xbox One over my PlayStation 4 is that Microsoft allowed support for external hard drives. I have a, I have a uh, 500 gig external hard drive plugged into my one terabyte Xbox One. But better late than never, with the new PlayStation Pro, game sizes are increasing and the update for fallout 4 the update mind you for fallout 4 for the pro is 58 gigs so 
Finally, they're supporting external hard drives. Quote, it's easy to upgrade the um, hard disk drive that came with your PlayStation 4, but if you're still looking for more storage space on the console, we've got you covered. The PlayStation blog post states, quote, with this update, you'll have the option to store content on an external hard disk drive. Just plug a USB 3.0 hard disk drive into your PlayStation 4 and voila, you now have more space on the console. Along with supporting 3.0 USB hard drives, it will support drives up to 8 terabytes. That's pretty gnarly. Shit. 8 terabytes. Yeah. yeah. You won't need another one after that. Uh, <laughs> you will have the option to install and download games directly to the external, much like they do with the Xbox One. Quote, also on the application saved in the external hard drive will appear on the content launcher of the home screen so it's easy to keep track of what apps you've launched recently, the blog post explains. It's currently in the beta program, but so should be available soon. I don't know why it took them so long. I don't know. It always takes fucking Sony so long to do anything. <laughs> I mean, I get I get the logic. Like, only use Sony shit. But then sometimes, I don't know, man. I mean, it's... Sony pisses me off. Like, like the, um, I, I think one of the biggest failings of the PSP was you had to use a fucking memory stick thing. Yeah. That Sony made that was super expensive. Like, just use the fucking shit everyone else is using. Yeah, stop playing around. Well, we're Sony. We make <laughs> we make money on all the peripheral. We we build all our own peripherals. So why not do that? It's like fuck you. I'm not gonna. Yeah, spend, not I'm like... not gonna spend seventy bucks for four gig, um, um, for a four gig drive when I can buy a hundred and twenty eight for the same price, for no benefit even. Yeah, the the Sony memory stick had no advantage or disadvantage against an SD card. Yeah. And it's just, it's Sony, so you have to use it. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Kiss and, my ass with that shit. And the thing is, is that, yeah, I understand that the the um, hard drive is easy to replace. I replaced one on my PlayStation um, my PlayStation 3. The thing is, though, is that once you replace it, you have to re-download all your shit. So let's yeah. go ahead and just add an external so then we don't have to do that. I mean, I ha I'm, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my 500, my 500 gig and I'm thinking, Maybe I should upgrade it to a terabyte. Then I have to re-download uh, all my shit again. But you know, we'll see. I don't know. I, I keep trying to play my console, but then I just remember my computer's in the other room, <laughs> so I, I don't really, I don't fucking care. Um, I got on the Xbox One uh, a couple days ago, and the menus were being sluggish as fuck. I was like, "What the hell?" And I just turned it off. Hmm. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know. "I've never, I haven't had any um, problems with that." I think it's because my kids install every fucking demo known to man. Oh yeah. So they, they like fill it they fill it to the brim. But whatever. Um so I came across something that tickled me pink. <laughs> <laughs> so we all know about the uh there's a lot of a lot of people making um versus videos where you have like one character fighting another character. <laughs> this one was and this is from uh, Nuka Zuka. Uh, you can find that on YouTube. N U K A Z O O K A. Um, Darth Vader versus Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> <laughs> and it was legit, dude. Like yeah. it, it was cool. It was cool. And there was like there was like a little scene at the end too that was kind of cute, you know. And and um, I dug it. I mean, you know, I'm not gonna ruin it. Go watch it. 
it's only fucking four minutes, four and a half minutes. If you, if you don't have four and a half minutes in your life, you need to reevaluate <laughs> what the fuck you're doing. We also um, have the link in the show notes so you can check it out. Yeah. As we always it was, do. It was, it was definitely cool. I mean, they, Nukazuka has made a few things that I've loved. They, they also made this one called Super Mario Underworld, where it kind of showed um, what happens when Mario dies. And he, he drops off, and it's it's really well done, too. And he drops down to the ground, and he looks up, and you can see the level. And you can see the other Mario doing it. <laughs> and then he looks around, and there's there's Luigi and Mario, like, zombies down there. Oh, shit. It, it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> it, 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 was, it was really good. But check them out. Like, I'm just giving them a shout-out because they, they, um, they definitely make some good shit. Uh, it's nice to see high production quality in um youtube well it's what's cool is especially now i mean the fact that we you can ref, you can film you know hd quality products on fucking smartphones and shit and all that shit is so relatively inexpensive and then just using you know movie maker on your fucking computer put it right. together and then suddenly it's it looks like something that fucking jj abrams would have done with the lens flares too, you know. <laughs> but a, cu- a couple of their uh, their videos, they have um, lightsaber safety one hundred and one, um, <laughs> World War Nerf, which is really good. It was like tanks. It looked like a, a legit war scene, but everything was made out of Nerf shit. Oh, nice. <laughs> and then um, they had a uh, realistic Minecraft, which was kind of frightening, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely check them out. Mario versus Minecraft. That was a pretty good one too. There was there was one that I, I wanted to kind of mention for um, uh, for this section was um, if you haven't seen it, you can go to the lazygeeks.com. We have the we have the video on there. But um, Marvel finally teased day one production of Avengers: Infinity War, and they're like, we're here, you know. And it was like day one. They're on this. Looks like a. It looked like a. Um, you know, another planet landscape, but standing on there was fucking uh, Chris Pratt as Quill, Robert Downey Jr., of course, as Tony Stark, and Tom Holland as Spider-Man standing there talking about shooting the first day. And you're already like, okay, so we all know, you know, we all keep hearing the rumors and keep hearing the, well, they mentioned this, but they're not going to, we're not sure if they're going to be in it, but we got them in it. You saw some uh, concept art and basically kind of the setup is, um, and also the reason why uh, Civil War happened before this was to scatter all the heroes, um, break them apart. So then they, you know, put all their shit aside and come back as a, as a team. It's traditional Marvel. They do that in the in the comics as well. But yeah. Tom, but Tony has as the only one left to protect the Earth, creating a whole um, army of Iron Man. And then, you know, of course, when Thanos attacks, you know, everybody has to get together. Um but they also confirmed that all of the Guardians of the Galaxy are going to show up in this film. So, because it only had been, we knew that Pratt was going to be in it, but we also knew that um, uh, Gamora was going to be in it, but we had no um, knowledge about anybody else. But Kevin Feige said in the video, you know, having everybody teaming up with the Guardians of the Galaxy um, was the thing that they were they were really happy to do with. So, yeah, it's going to be a full fucking roster, so I'm really curious to see how that all comes together, but that should be pretty awesome. But it's a really cool video, um, really kind of gets you pumped up for it. And there was one um, there was one uh, 
product, uh, concept art that had Rocket firing his gun and right behind him was ham- um, Thor coming down with the hammer. So you're like, oh, that's just going to be cool. So that that's also one of the things of my uh, my little cool things of the week. So and uh, you can check that out on the on the website. We got the video there. But um, yeah, so with all of that, I think it's time uh, time we jump into some headlines. You think? Yeah. So, life sucks when you're a Doctor Who fan. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> At some point, you know your doctor is going to leave and you'll have to go through the grieving process. But it was announced that current Doctor Peter Capaldi will be leaving the series after his contract expires after the 10th season, which is slated to air in April. His departure coincides with the departure of current showrunner Stephen Moffat, who is leaving the series after the Christmas special. Both Capaldi and Moffat will exit the show in this December's Christmas special. Um, I mean, it was kind of, you kind of figured because everybody said that he was signed up through season 10. So it was kind of, is he going to leave or not? And usually doctors tend to leave when their showrunners leave, like Tennant left when um, Russell T. Davies left. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's a shame to see him go. How many seasons has he done? Like three, right? Yeah, he's done about three. It's usually about, uh, and a lot of them say that three is actually technically like six for them because usually when they do a regular series, it's only like six episodes or something like that, you know, per season. So, and they they spend like nine months doing thirteen episodes. When here we do, they spend nine months doing twenty two. So you can only. And are they keeping? Are they keeping the same companion at least for another season? Um, well, this season is going to be a new companion, so I don't know what happens oh. after that. Okay. Oh, they already got rid of that one chick? <laughs> I haven't watched it in a while. Yeah, Clara left at the end of last season. Oh, no, I thought last season the new one already took over. My no. bad. <laughs> I, already know, I already know what this new one is. Yeah, I'm way off. Like, yeah. I haven't. I haven't <laughs> well... It's it's part of uh it's it's part of Doctor Who to experience loss. <laughs> <laughs> right. So this is a brief one, but um we already were talking about this, but it's it's official official now. Um a Nintendo representative confirmed uh quote, Wii U production has ended globally. Um a little later than it should have, if you really want <laughs> to ask my opinion. Um so pre- previously Nintendo confirmed that they were going to be ending it soon um but they didn't really put a time frame on it but you know with Switch coming out and the Wii U really not selling at all there's no point to keep making them um confirmed well, let me see Nintendo updated Wii U sales figures alongside its financial latest financial report confirming that just over 13.5 million consoles were sold as of December 31st and that is a low fucking number Considering um, one point five of the of the classic NES were sold in like a right. day, <laughs> and and keep in mind the Wii U came out before um, the Xbox One or the PS4, and those have outsold that in spades. So it's 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 interesting. Now my my question is, what's up with that price drop? I know, right? Like I know we got some Wii U sitting in a shelf somewhere, but I don't know because every store I go to, I don't see any Wii U's. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's weird because like, I mean, last year was before the holidays. They were saying that, oh, it's going to end production now. And we were like, no, it's not going to end until after the holiday season because and then it was clarified that they were ending production only in Japan last year. And then eventually it was going to end globally. And it makes sense. I mean, it's about what, a month away from the Switch's release because the yeah. uh, Switch comes out next month. So it makes sense. But yeah, I know there's like, the fuck is the price drop? It's like, oh, we're going to just get rid of them at full cost and not have any extra. So, you know. People... But see, the Wii U, the Wii U's not, even if it does get a price drop, it's not going to be significant because it's still, well, I don't know. If they're not making it anymore, it might be. But it's it's an expensive console because it has that stupid screen on the um, controller. Yeah. So I don't know, but I'll tell you what: if they drop that price down significantly, I'll pick a couple of those motherfuckers up because <laughs> the games are cheap as fuck. <laughs> right. Get that for the kids, dude. There you go. Well, this has been a crazy week for DC Batman fans. <laughs> uh, last week, Ben Affleck announced that he no longer will be directing the project. In a statement released last week, Affleck said. Performing this role demands focus, passion, and the very best performance I can give. It has become clear that I cannot do both jobs on on the level they require. Together with the studio, I have decided to find a partner and a director who will collaborate with me on this massive film. I am still in this, and we'll, we are making it, but we are currently looking for a director. As of this past Friday, The Hollywood Reporter has sources claiming that Matt Reeves is in early talks to direct the upcoming movie. The War for the Planet of the Apes director name, name has been thrown around as a possible candidate for the film, but we will have to wait for the final announcement, which is sure to be coming soon. By the way, I love the clickbait stuff that has been coming up around after this announcement for the past week, because it was like, um, okay, you know, he's, is, is, is Affleck still doing the Batman movie? And they're trying to die, they're trying to dissect what he said, and it's like, he said he's still making the movie and it was just like it was just oh the clickbait was killing me it was pissing me off and then people like here are some things that was said that could mean that he's not even writing it anymore and it's like he's written it and they're having a rewrite done by the guy that wrote Argo and all that other ones it's like it always happens that way you know yeah and then it's like and it's like sources telling me that Affleck's gonna dip after Justice League and it's like that's not how this works, and it, and I'm sorry, but hearing it from the guy who refills the coffee things at the coffee shop that's right outside the studio doesn't count as a source. <laughs> I mean, right? It's like, come on, guys, stop with the clickbait. This is, it's getting out of control. It's always the bagel guy. Yeah, it's the bagel, bagel guy, guy who, who has heard, all the news. Who heard it from the janitor? Who supposedly heard it from one of the secretaries? who possibly heard them talking about it outside the office, but she couldn't really be sure because she was on the phone at the time. So, you know, that's how that shit works out. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> I know. It's like, come on, people. Just shut the fuck up and let them make the movie. God. I don't know, man. I I, I, I don't even... It's weird because they didn't really say why he, he isn't directing it too much. Just that... He doesn't want to. Well, he's saying that in the statement, he was saying that the, um, the, he can't because of the performing the role requires so much that it's possible that he can't give the same amount of passion as the director while doing that. Because you think about it, fucker has to train, he has to perform, 
you know, he's going to be doing all the stunts as well as, you know, setting and up also, the stunts. I guess being such an iconic character, it involves an incredible amount of focus too. You know, yeah. you don't want to fuck it up and be half-assed about it. I get it. Yeah, you know? cause, yeah. Cause I mean, I looked at it and I was like, to me, it makes sense because it's like, well, would you rather him farm it out to another director so he can concentrate and at least give a good performance in a, in a, and possibly a good, in a good Batman film or a half-assed performance in a half-assed directed movie. It's like, right. You know, and, and, and I'm sure he know you know, the weight of this movie is going to carry a lot on him and, to be honest, I probably wouldn't want that weight on my shoulders either because it'd be all these fucking little Twitter nerds that are going to sit there and go, well, you know what he did as Batman actually in issue 346 of, of uh, Detective Comics. He said he would never do that. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, it's just, it, gets, it gets over the top, especially with, and, and it's, you know, I'm a big DC fan, but DC fans, the hardcore can be a little too hardcore sometimes. <laughs> right. You know, you're never going to please that kind of fan. Right. Doesn't matter what you fucking do. You know, so. Because that's what DC and fans DC, are. <laughs> DC, con- DC Comics Universe has changed so many times, you can argue every point. Yeah. Yeah. You can be like, well, it says here. Well, it's like, yeah, well, we're actually, that one. Well, actually, uh, pre rebirth. Um, if you look at this issue, right. <laughs> well, but in pre 52, um, this happened <laughs> in, pre, okay. in pre crisis of infinite earths. Um, which one? Oh, uh, the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. We all have to remember that, um, the movie universe is just like, uh, it's just like another universe in a comic book. Line. Right. Like it's, you can't. You can't be like, well, it wasn't like this in the comics. Like, yeah, which which of the hundreds of versions of Batman would you like for them to pick? <laughs> well, what's you funny? Know, like, what's funny is you know, when you see people that are like, you know, the way her, you know, the costume didn't look anything like it did in the comics. I'm sorry, I just watched um, X Men Apocalypse, and Psylocke's character looked ex- was costume looked the same as it did in the comics, and it looked ridiculous. Yeah, you know, I, and it was and it was Olivia Munn too, and it was Olivia Munn too, and it still looked ridiculous. And honestly, I think the um, the current Batman um, costume is the best out of all yeah. of them. Personally, it looks it looks more real, yeah. even than the Nolan one. Like the Nolan one looks a little weird to me. Like it's good, but it looks more like a machine. Mm. Like he has like a machine on. Um, this one looks more <laughs> like Robo Batman. Robo Batman, dead or alive, you're anyway. coming with me. <laughs> yeah, swear to me. <laughs> so. Blizzard, the game company, not the uh, <laughs> the actual <Blizzard>. storm, <laughs> right? Um, or the frozen treat uh, has announced that Hearthstone Global Game has announced the Hearthstone Global Games Tournament. The 2017 event will feature 48 na- national teams uh, compete against one another until only 16 remain, and after that happens, the 16 will be seeded into a single elimination bracket from which only four teams walk out and go on to battle at the live global games finals. Usually video game events like this kind of play out like um, basketball. Yeah. Like like college basketball. The bracket's very similar. Um, there's a shared pot of over 300000 up for grabs with each member of the top team uh, taking home 15000 each. Uh, the setup for each team sees the top-ranked players for each country automatically invited onto the team. 
with the other three members voted on by the community. More details on how to enter can be found on the Blizzard website. Um, it's pretty cool. I always like um, big events like this game, especially I think Hearthstone is going to lend itself very well uh, to an event like this. I, I like Hearthstone. I usually play it more on the phone when I have a phone that can play it. Um, uh, but it's, You can't um, play it on your Windows a, phone? <laughs> no, I can't. Um, but it is, it is a it is a great great game. I mean, yeah, people argue all the time. Oh well, this card's slightly more bad. It's like okay, but it's still <laughs> it's still a good game. I love how it has a single player fucking campaigns to do and shit. Like I I tore through one of them uh, not too long ago. But whatever, if you're into that shit, it's coming up. Pay attention. So, so. because you're because you're using a Windows phone, do you need a do you need a safe space? I feel like I'm using Windows CE. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> like it's that shitty. You know what I mean? Like, and the funny thing is, when I originally used the phone, it wasn't shitty. I remember I, I was telling you, like, yeah, I didn't have some apps because yeah. it was new. But man, that shit fucking everything was boom, 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 boom. Like it just flew, and it, it don't do that anymore. <laughs> like, like it takes forever. And then I was mad too because the Facebook app all but doesn't exist. Like it, it crashes all. It's not even worth it. All I did, um, Edge or whatever their web browser, mm-hmm. um, that works fine. Uh, but it it uh, you can bookmark a page as a tile on the screen. So I just went Facebook.com and fucking did that. <laughs> like it, so, and and I have Messenger. It takes a minute to open, um, <laughs> and it also does not give me notifications. It doesn't matter if it's open. It doesn't matter if it's not open. Oh, it, it does, it's not gonna fucking tell me. So I have to. I remember when I, I got the phone, I told Steve, just text me if you need to talk to me because there's, there's no point. I have to click on it, wait a minute, and then I'll even see it in real time. Just go, you see all the messages catch up. And I'm like, oh, my God. But whatever. I have a means of communication, but I'm getting that uh that one plus three T, bruh. I was, so, uh, it was funny because I was listening to um, uh, Daily Tech News Show. And they were talking about like, um, you know, everybody talks about the big phones, but they were talking about the other phones too. And they were talking about um, that phone, the OnePlus 3T. And um, uh, one of the guys had just, I guess, gotten it, one of their guest commentators. And he was talking about how he liked it, how it was smooth and it it was just nice and um, nice that it was a good phone outside of, you know, the big two. Yeah, it's got it's got nothing but good reviews. Like it's 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 got a eight core fucking processor and six gigs of RAM. Like it's completely overkill. What's your um, which what, is great? What's the um, the storage space size? Uh, you can either get it in sixty four or one twenty eight. It doesn't. That's the one downside. It doesn't take external cards. Mm. Um, but I have or I had the um, Galaxy Six, right and. I didn't have a car. I had 32 gigs and I never filled it. You know, so it's it's whatever to me. The only thing that it sucks for is I can't use it as a, um, I can't really use it as a video camera. I'm going to like a big event. Hmm. Unless I get the 128 because the prices are actually legit. So when you buy the phone, you buy it unlocked and you can right. use it. Um, you can use it on a wide ar- array of fucking services um, or cell phone services. But the, uh, the, um, it's four thirty, four hundred and thirty dollars for the sixty four, and it's only four hundred and eighty dollars for the one twenty eight. 
I would spend the extra money. So I'm kind of, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I'm kind of thinking about it, but I also want to get the insurance on it, which is 80 bucks. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But the 128 just seems like, you know, you might as well. It's right. it's not that much more. Yeah. I mean, you know, to get that. I would think about it, but then not think about it. You know, it's kind of that thing. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so I'm, uh, I'm definitely going to um, get that phone. I just narrowed it down. I, that phone is the best. I, I almost got the, uh, I was thinking about the Honor 8. Oh, right. Which is the Honor 8 is $250. It is cheaper. No, the Honor 8 is $350. The Honor 6 was two, $250. But the Honor 6 was like, it's okay for a mid, mid-range, like that kind of review. Yeah. Like it was good, but it was firmly in mid-range. Right. And, and then um, the Honor 8 just wasn't as good as the 3T, and it wasn't that big of a price jump. So I was like, fuck it. Yeah, might as well, right? And the 3T is really sexy with this light. They have this weird layered glass, but I'll never see it because I'll put it in a case. But, you know, it's still kind of. Yeah, I know. Uh, I know. It's always funny when they, like, spend so much on how the case looks. Like, why? You're just going to put it in a case and you're not going to see it. Well, some people buy those clear cases, but then it's going to ruin the lighting effect anyway because right. it's fucking clear. You know, <laughs> right. so, like, whatever. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that. And I'll be right back on everything working. <laughs> The only, the only, I think the only thing negative that anyone ever says about the 3T is their, their um, software, like their, um, their launcher, is is weird. Like it's kind of confusing and stuff. But I mean, it's Android. You just fucking change it. Yeah. And it's it's not that big of a deal. All right. Well, remember when the trailer for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare racked up 3.4 million dislikes on its launch trailer on YouTube? Well. While the game has underperformed compared to the previous games, it seems that they'll be getting back to basics with this year's incarnation. Before you think your negative YouTube comment changed the course of the franchise, remember these games are done two years in advance, so relax. During an earnings call last week, Activision Chief Operating Officer Tom Tipple announced the game will be getting, quote, back to its roots. Activision CEO Eric Hirschberg reiterated that while Infinite Warfare's gameplay innovations were well received, its setting, quote, didn't appeal to as many of our fans, end quote. Of course, they didn't give any details as to how the game will be getting more grounded, but we'll probably get an announcement sometime in April or May, as usual. I don't care. The only reason I'm sorry, I, I keep trying to, to bring myself to care about the Call of Duty franchise. I see that they're trying to change things up a little bit, but I just don't care. <laughs> well, the only reason I got it was and I waited and I got that uh, deluxe edition for like 60 or for 55 bucks or something like that um, right. to get the uh, original um, Modern Warfare uh, HD remix. So, but that's the sad thing is yeah. you're buying the new ones and get the old one. Yeah, I know. And, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's like, whatever, but you know, but I still paid less than I would have paid for the new game anyway. So I was happy. So this next one is interesting. The, um, Kevin Smith, the director, um, has announced that a new Jay and Silent Bob film is in the works. Um, and he made the announcement on Instagram. It's just a photo of his desktop on his computer. He has a Mac, by the way, which whatever. <laughs> um, and it's it's the you see a script. The title page just says Jay and Silent Bob uh, reboot. 
And um, a little bit of information was they – it's basically um, the film, which is which is tentatively tr- titled Jay and Silent Bob Reboot, will follow the two main characters as they try to stop Hollywood from rebooting the Blunt Man and Chronic movie. Um, and it's supposed to be – it's supposed to be like a joke at how Hollywood keeps trying to reboot things. Hmm. I, I love Kevin Smith and I, I like Jay and Silent Bob. But this just sounds like the last one, right? Because the la- the premise of the last one was they were stopping Blunt Man and Chronic. So, right. and and the thing is too is that Kevin Smith has a lot of, um, and I'm not saying I'm not saying he won't make the movie, but he has a lot of scripts that no one will make. Like he still has the Mallrats TV well, series. From what I've heard on that, that was like that stopped. Like it's it's not been officially dead, but I'm not sure what happened. I don't know if they're they're not finding anybody that's willing to to do it as a series and the scripts um the clerk's three script is dead because one of the main characters is just doesn't want to come back for it yeah who was the one that didn't want to come back i can't remember i think it was the guy that played randall um yeah. because of the fact that because he's doing so much well no because <laughs> there was a um uh because miramax technically or the weinsteins still technically own clerks and um, there's st- apparently was still some a money dis- issue between uh, some of the actors and um, and uh, the Weinstein's from they didn't get paid a certain you know what they were supposed to and some something along that lines. Yeah. And um, so yeah, so usually what it comes down to, and and the Weinstein's are not exactly um, the most uh, forthcoming in in regards to that, but. Right. I mean, I, I love Kevin Smith. I, I hope the movie comes out and I'll probably enjoy it. Um, even though, I mean, he may, he makes movies for his fans and he's not, he's, he's not ashamed of that. Like he'll let you know, he's not making movies to fucking break box office records. Um, I mean, look at the, uh, what was that last movie that he came Yoga out Hosers? with? I yeah. I haven't even seen it yet. I, 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 just, I heard a lot of people that were like, I love Kevin Smith, but it was just kind of bad. So I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Like that's what I heard too, um, but then there's people that absolutely love it. You know what I mean? It's just it's he makes weird niche movies that are so niche that they don't fit in a niche. <laughs> right. Sometimes you know what I mean? They're so um, nonconformist. They're nonconformist within a nonconformist. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I love Kevin Smith as a person. Like I, I listen to his podcasts all the time and stuff like that. And his older films are fucking iconic. You know, and his I, and, the, the, com- and the and the and the epi- the TV episodes that he's done for like The Flash and Supergirl and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. really good stuff like he, he's really good stuff in that so i don't know maybe he's, he's a good director yeah. you know i i just um i think the um what was i gonna say i the mall rats thing i was talking to someone at work about the mall rats series he's like i wonder i mean that was a good movie i'm like well think about it. it's 2017 yeah like the whole hanging out at the mall thing isn't as big of a deal as it was when mall rats came out yeah you know so it's it's kind of out of time now it would almost be have to be a period piece, <laughs> right? You know what I mean. Which which makes my my mind hurt to think of the nineties <laughs> as a period piece. Right. But it's you know it's still it's the the longer we wait, the less relevant it is. Yeah. You know, so I think it's kind of past its prime at this point. Yeah. Um, and Clerks three, I, does that really need to happen? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Clerks one and two were fine. Right. <laughs> but whatever. So, all right. Well. Piracy is a thing everybody has to worry about, even cloud storage companies. 
Google Drive, according to Torrent Freak, is using file hashes to detect infringing content. According to the piece, it seems that if you are holding possible infringing content on your hard drive and it's private, nothing happens. However, if you have it public and someone tries to share the same file, the other person will be blocked from uploading it. So Google Drive is uh, apparently starting to uh, um, infringe these comments. And the original um, article from Torn Freak, it actually showed the um, the error message, which says that, you know, it's possible, you know, violation of DMCA rules. Um, Torn Freak themselves said they had trouble trying to um, to uh, recreate the issue. But I think that it's basically if you if the file is titled the same, which some torrents are. But if you're one of those people that changes how the file is kept, I don't think it really matters. But yeah, if you're intelligent. Yeah. But it's funny, though, that <laughs> if it's if it's private, they have no problem. But if it's shared to public, you know, it's like, no, 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 no. Can't do that. Yeah, they don't want you to share it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what can you say? You're using someone else's service. They don't want you to do it. Don't do it. Yeah. It's the way it is. Uh, Microsoft does similar things, but the, it's more um, programs. Yeah, which makes sense. Like if if you try to upload an e, a .exe, it kind of get gets shitty with you. Like it doesn't want you to do it, whether it's pirated or not. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, but why are you keeping your pirated software on the cloud? <laughs> well, like the, well, you know, I only have like um, you know, two terabytes on here, but um. I really need some extra space on here, so I'm gonna put them onto my cloud. That because that has. No, I'm just, you know, do be like. Let's be real for a minute. Be like everybody else. Buy an external hard drive for you. Like <laughs> shit. Right. You know, like stop it. <laughs> stop being fucking base. I mean, you know, like come I mean, on. I mean, yeah. I I it's like I know it's like one of those things where it's like, well, why are you putting it there? You should just have you know like, you know. I'm not saying that I do. But if I were to have <laughs> some of that, um, it'd be on probably on flash drives because then I could switch them between my PS4 and my Xbox and then play them on there. You know, it's like I like while while I'll never say that pirating a movie is as big of a deal as stealing a car, <laughs> which is that ad that always <laughs> they play during the movies. Um, it's still technically stolen, <laughs> so you might not want to keep it. On someone else's fucking space. I don't know. Right. It's just, it's weird to me. Well, it's how like, people a, think. what's my favorite is the IT crowd when they did their whole thing about party. You wouldn't shoot a police officer, then cut off its head, and then put it in a box, and then give it to the wife of the police officer that you shot, and then take a shit on her doorstep. That right. would be like pirating a movie. <laughs> it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like I honestly, the, I was I was reading an interview. I can't. It's some game guy, some game company, and they were saying that you know the same old trope that the biggest biggest reason why they're losing money is because of piracy. And I go, you know what? I don't believe it. No, the the people that are pirating your game, they they, they don't want to buy it anyway. They're not gonna fucking buy it. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. And and the the ones that do fucking just bootleg everything those are so few and far between like most people are gonna pirate a game and then they're gonna be like oh shit this is dope but i can't play online so then they're gonna go buy it yeah well yeah it's like or just make better games yeah i I mean the the problem is is you know when something underperforms 
when the producer wants it to be better, they're always going to blame privacy because they're never going to blame that the content actually sucked and most people didn't want it, which is something that I'm surprised Activision didn't say when Infinite Warfare didn't rack up as much money as the other ones. It still, you know, it still, you know, was the one of the top selling games of the year. But it's like, give me a break. If if, if the, it's, and it, the problem is, is that and if you want to talk about fake news, that's one of them right there is because if you it's the same thing of like saying that people people that play um shooters are more prone to commit violent acts now statistically people in more how should we say impoverished communities are more prone to uh commit violent acts which thereby means that most of those would have to up be able to afford the four to five hundred dollars to get the console plus the games to create that yeah but the numbers don't add up because if that's the if that's the case it's much like the anti-vaxxers that we talked about in the just another podcast we should be seeing those numbers but we're not so it's like or we can we can just say the obvious here violent video games weren't really prevalent until the 1980s so how do we account for all the violence in human history before that period. Right. Were, were the people in the Crusades playing Grand Theft Auto? Right. But he, I didn't know about it. But here's the other thing. If we were to go with that type of that type of rationale, then obviously these games do really well in the Middle East. Yeah. You know. They must. Yeah. You know. So I think I it's 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 a uh, um and I, I I use this word carefully, but it's it's a millennial problem. Yeah. Where it's not the video game. It's the the lack of teaching someone the difference between fantasy and reality. Oh, yeah. And it, it doesn't even happen in a mainstream thing. Like I played video, violent video games when I was growing up. I just wasn't a fucking moron. <laughs> right. You know, so I don't I don't understand it. There's a few games that I don't I don't let my kids play. Like I don't I, I don't let them really play um, the war games. Well, because and I you're have a two, parent. Right. And I have two <laughs> reasons for this. I have the parent reason where it's like, well, you don't really, you're nine. You don't need to go shoot the enemy. <laughs> right. Like you, you don't need to make that a normal thing until you understand it. The, the gamer reason is there's better fucking games to play. So yeah. play something different. Right. You know, here's an the old only copy shooter to <laughs> have fun with that. Right. The only shooter my kids are allowed to play is Halo. Hmm. Cause it's, I justify it as it's fucking aliens and it's so far from reality. Hmm. It's you know what I mean? But some, <laughs> well, some of these war games, like um, my oldest plays, like Call of Duty, is she's seventeen. You know, I don't fucking care. Um, and these newer ones now, they have these like, it's not the game, it's the cutscenes. Mm. Like the cutscenes have these gruesome, fucking torturing, and it's like, what the fuck? Right. You know, like it's I don't know. I just go by the ratings. That's rate mature. You don't need to play it. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> but yeah, it's it, it, most parents nowadays just want to sit their kids in front of a TV and then go fuck off somewhere. Yeah. You know, I'm surrounded by them in this apartment complex. <laughs> the fucking kids running around till 11 o'clock at night outside screaming and hollering. It's like, don't you have fucking school in the morning? Yeah. What the fuck? My kids are in bed at eight. <laughs> Play no games. Anyway, this is very interesting when I saw it. Some of Take Two's. In- some of Take Two Interactive's most popular franchises might soon be turned into movies, according to a new report. 
MCV reports that the company has licensed some of its IP uh, for potential film adaptations. Take two CEO Stratus Zelnick. Um, that's an interesting name, Stratus Zelnick. Kind of like a villain. Kind of rolls off the tongue too, doesn't it? Doesn't it? It sounds like a villain in a comic book. Stratus Vilnick. <laughs> anyway, said so the company will not. He's be working using with any Lex of- Luthor right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> He says the company will not be using any of its own money to fund these film and TV projects. Take-Two is instead more interested in having creative control over the final products through licensing deals. Uh, Zelnick also mentioned just how unses- unsuccessful most video game movies have been thus far. Assassin's this Creed, is, anybody? <laughs> I haven't seen that one. I don't think I'm going to because everyone just said it tanked. Yeah. Um, this is one of the main reasons why Take-Two won't fund these movies and why it doesn't have anything to announce beyond those license licensing deals according to Zelnick. A quote, if other people want to license them and we can retain creative control, we are open-minded, Zelnick told MCV. The track record of the conversation of video game IP to motion pictures is spotty at best. Um, Take-Two's gaming IP includes those games published by 2K Games, like Bioshock and Mafia. Um, and Rockstar Games titles like Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption. I wouldn't mind seeing a Red Dead Redemption movie for real. That'd be like cool. make it like an old like spaghetti western style. Oh, yeah. I think um, Zelnick did not did not specify which franchise has been licensed. However, a film adaptation of one of Two K Games franchises, Borderlands, was already announced. That might be interesting. As in as in development with Lionsgate in 2015. It's always Lionsgate. <laughs> Lionsgate always does the weird shit. Um, last year, several video game movies hit theaters. Angry Birds, Warcraft, Ratchet and Clank, and Assassin's Creed. Now, I'm going to be real. Angry Birds was dope. Mm-hmm. I watched that with the kids, and it was hilarious. There are so many inside adult jokes in that movie. It was really good. If you haven't seen it, see me and go see it. Like, it, was, <laughs> it was funny. It was so funny. Um, I, I enjoyed Warcraft, although they did make it where if you never played Warcraft, you don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, I never saw Ratchet and Clank. But I heard that was good, and Assassin's Creed was shit. Uh, Warcraft director Duncan Jones is still waiting to hear about a sequel. Um, you know what I think the worst movie adaptation out of that list of games would be? Mm. Grand, Grand Theft Auto. Mm-hmm. What because be what are you going to make? What would be the plot? Yeah, you're, you're just going to make a fucking gang movie. Unless it's San Andreas. And you got Samuel L. Jackson in it. Say, you know what? That's an interesting point because the storyline for San Andreas was pretty dope. But like, I I feel Grand Theft Auto is cool because it's so open. So if you make a linear movie, it's just gonna be a fucking it's just gonna be a crime movie. Yeah, it's not gonna be special in any yeah, way. Yeah, I don't see Grand Theft Auto as being a good movie to actually watch. Right, and I don't see him making a movie off of the storyline for Grand Theft Auto Five. It's too big. Yeah. You would have to cut out so much because there's three main characters. Now, they they could do San Andreas, but I feel they'd have to change it up and fill in some gaps and, and stuff like that. Because the problem with – another problem with Grand Theft Auto is what makes it cool is those gameplay parts. Yeah. You know? You know so if, you ta- if you're just doing all the cut scenes, it's kind of like whatever. Right. But even then, if they make San Andreas, it's going to be another fucking in the ghetto right. fucking movie. You know, and we have plenty of those. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I don't really think that you need to spend the money on doing video game movies because, I mean, for the most part, 
video games movies don't translate well to film and you know i don't know the two i would be interested in watching are red dead redemption and bioshock i think they could really do something great with bioshock if they don't fuck it up because mm-hmm. the story is so rich like and it's so it's so different you know what i mean it, it's not similar to anything else well that's like and red dead redemption who doesn't like a fucking western you know right. what i mean like well, that's the thing is like you know you know uh one of the great series you know it from naughty dog is fucking uncharted but from what i've been hearing from the director that's supposed to be doing this movie is that the script doesn't is really going to use any of the material from the video game and they fail there they fail yeah. at that point yeah and it's just like well then you kind of missed the point of the games you know what was a video game movie that was good other than warcraft because that had mixed reviews what was one that was just good like no one really argued it was bad i don't really know if there was one i don't either super mario brothers of course you know but (laughs) But that's the exception yeah um can they hurry up and make a fucking zelda movie already (laughs) like seriously that that would be the dopest fucking movie like Mm -hmm. lord of the Rings style fucking zelda movie (laughs) I would watch that shit. Yeah, but that means Nintendo would have to, you know. Nintendo's so, still scared about making fucking movies. Yeah. After Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> Nintendo's Nintendo moves like a molasses truck has crashed into a tree. <laughs> and you're standing at the bottom of the hill. And the molasses is coming for you. And you're like that dude in Austin Powers. Before <laughs> he's, uh... You're like, ah! It moves <laughs> so fucking slow for everything. Yeah. All right, so I think on that note, that uh, ends the headlines. Oh. <laughs> so so um, as we promised uh, t- uh, two weeks ago, uh, we will be returning to the poll list probably next week. Uh, so this week I pulled the discussion topic from last week because the thing is, is that I, I've read about this, but I'm surprised no one else has kind of picked up on it. And I'm kind of think I know why, but I'll save that for when we get into the discussion. So this, uh, this week's topic is actually an article pulled from Engadget. So here's the article. Uh, last year, the FBI report ordered Apple to crack the iPhone 5C owned by Saeed Fayouk one of the shooters of the 2015 attacks in San Bernardino. Apple refused and the FBI reportedly worked with Celebrite, an Israeli firm that specialized in mobile security. According to a statement from Celebrite last month, a hacker breached one of its legacy servers. Now the hacker has released some of its data as a warning to the FBI. The data released included codes that seem to be related to Celebrite's universal forensic extraction device and can allegedly crack older iPhones like the, C- like the 5C, as well as Android and BlackBerry devices. Speaking anonymously to Motherboard, the hacker explained that simply creating these tools makes their release inevitable, where they can be used by anyone with tech- technical knowledge, including oppressive regimes around the world, or regimes around the world. Quote, it's important to demonstrate that when you create these tools, they will make it out. History has made, should make that clear, they told Motherboard. Claiming, that, claiming to have taken the tools from Celebrite's own servers, the hacker says that they were able to get into the encrypted files and post them on Pastebin, a popular code repository. 
Some of the code seemed to have been lifted from the publicly accessible jailbreaking code as well. A spokesperson for the firm told Motherboard that the files did not include source code, only packaging information. Apple CEO Tim Cook said at the time that creating this type of backdoor software would be terrible for public safety. While the, while the currently released cracking tools do not include ways to break into current device models, the warning is clear. Once made, the tools do not stay private for long. So the reason I chose this one is simply to say that we called it. <laughs> yep. And I think anybody who has any ounce of sense in the tech world or even just in general knew this was going to happen. It's weird too because it's like you knew it was going to happen but then it brings up the the argument of it brings up the old argument of, of if they were justified in doing it to get evidence and stuff like that and it's it's such a fucking gray area. And here's the thing though is that and and I said this when um uh, when they did this last year is that and I think this was in probably one of our systems updates that I had mentioned that if they were to discover something we would know about it if they weren't yeah. to discover something we wouldn't know about it at all and what happened their results said oh there um while it didn't it didn't give any I think their statement was something to the point that it it didn't reveal any big information but it gave us more information than we had before meaning it didn't give us anything that would work or that we needed. Didn't give but, you anything you could use in court. Right. Yeah. But it, it, it we got more information than than um, we or had before. No shit. So does opening a magazine and reading an article that you give nothing about. Well, it didn't really give me anything, but I have more information now about this person's love life than I had before. It's like, it's like I. It is such a gray area because of the fact that the government is known, especially post 9-11 to snoop around you know so it's that whole issue of okay national security but at some point national security has to be trumped by personal privacy yeah you can't have absolute security and absolute privacy at the same time right because one of the one of the things that that you know uh it, it, it what bothers me is the fact that very few sites have even talked about this you know and and i was kind of like because those are the same sites that were calling for them to hack the fucking iphone <laughs> but it's, it's just funny that like okay we know this we knew this was going to happen and at everybody that was like and, and, and the, the argument that i have is you always hear well i have nothing to hide so you know they can check out my phone all they want. It's like, really? Would you let anybody in your office just take your phone and start looking through your shit? Right. It's like, well, you have nothing to hide, so why can't the boss in your office come over and just start looking through your phone? It's like... People lose their fucking mind if that was happening. Exactly. People get all upset when you touch their phone, like, to move it. Like, what are you doing? Just moving it so I don't sit on it. <laughs> you know, it's like... And, it, 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 and that's like a friend. Yeah. <laughs> like someone who, who is supposed to be the homie. Like, right. What the fuck are you touching my phone for? <laughs> <laughs> you're reaching under your you. you're reaching under your belt, you know, like to grab your grab your nine <laughs> or something like that. Like, what the fuck is going on here? That's how bitches get fucked up around here. <laughs> it's like shit. But the and, and but that's the thing, is it's like 
everybody had said that once this gets created, it's going to get out in the wild. It's inevitable. Yep. And whether it's released or hacked, you know, it's like, come on, you know, I, and it, and what bothers me is the fact that this is a security firm and they hacked a legacy, legacy server. So it's like, come on, should you have been able to be hacked? See, the thing is, the thing that people don't realize is, is um, the way technology is, anything can be hacked if someone wants to hack it hard enough. It, it's just the way it is. Yeah. It, because, and a lot of it, it's half technology limitations and half human error because people get fucking comfortable. Yeah. They're like, oh, look at all the security we have. We're fine. Yeah. You know, like, you know, and they get a little complacent and stuff like that. There's always a hole. Always. You yeah, know, and, and someone's and it, always ready to fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's it's just funny to me. Like, the only real way to protect your information, like your pictures and all that, is there's only two ways to do it. Either you're not give a fuck, or to keep them on a local drive and not use anything connected to anything. Yeah, to do your shit. Like, but that's the thing is, no one will do that. So the same people that are scream, we need privacy. I don't want anyone looking at my stuff. Okay, well, turn the data off on your phone. Yeah. Well, I, uh, but I need to, but, I, but I need to post what I'm having for lunch on Facebook. And yeah, I, God I, forbid somebody doesn't don't see that. And I need to show how boring my life is on Snapchat. It's like, well, Ugh. then shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah. Basically. I mean, you just it's just the way it is. I mean, and really. You know, really, the thing is, is just not being stupid. You know, with you know, with how you're, how everything. Well, you're goes. asking a lot. Of yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I forget. I forget the the nation at large. You know, um, but the thing is, is that you know, like people always, you know, if you're for privacy, that means you're for terrorists, which is basically the bullshit answer, um, because. And it's it's like now it's it it's, there's no difference in what happened back then as of what's happening now. If you're for privacy, that means you're for terrorists. If you're against privacy, that's it means you're for America. Um, and like now, if you're for Trump, you're a racist. If you're not a racist, you're against Trump. Um, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same kind of thing. It's like no, I believe in privacy. I believe that a person should have. You know, you should have to have a warrant to get into right. someone's phone. You know, a, a device is, you know, your device is the same as your home. You know, you need a warrant to search somebody's home. That was home. what I didn't, that's what I didn't understand about that situation. Why didn't they just get a warrant? No, because, uh, like, uh, because they couldn't, but the thing is, is that because the person would be, the person was dead. So they go, we need to, crack, oh. we need to crack the phone because... And it's like, okay, I understand that. But the problem is, is that we have this, it, it's because they claim probable cause. Now, if somebody refuses to unlock their phone, there's been court cases where people were like, no, I'm not unlocking my phone. And the police, and they would be like, well, what's the cause? And some courts would be like, well, he was arrested for drunk driving. Okay, but what does his phone have to do with anything? Right. You know, and it was just looking for you know other information there's some states that allowed them to do it or required people to do it, and some that didn't um the problem with this is that apple was like you know apple didn't refuse to do it 
Apple basically did everything that they would have normally done. But they're like, well, you know, the phone's encrypted. We don't have a backdoor into it. So they, but they yeah, because always... when when you that's the thing is, and Apple tells you because I've I've set up a lot of iPhones when I was working at Best Buy. They 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 give you a warning. They're like, look, you password protect this. We we cannot get into it. We don't have a way to get into it. Yeah. So I mean, they weren't lying when they said that. Yeah, and the whole reason for that, and to me, this was always the government's way of trying to get back at Apple because after the whole Snowden thing went, it was revealed that the NSA got into a lot of phones like iPhones and Androids and stuff like that. Right. They increased their encryption, which I give to Apple for. You know, it's like, oh, well, fuck you then. We're going to create something that no one can break into, not even us. So when they say, well, Apple refused to, it's like, Apple's like, no, we didn't refuse. We did everything we could. But that's also the government. The government never knows how technology works. No. Like you hear any of the government officials speaking about technology and they sound like they're your fucking grandfather. You're trying to set up their damn uh, VCR for that. They don't understand anything. Yeah. Which is shocking. (laughs) (laughs) They live in the same fucking world as we do. Oh, I know. But. But I mean, it, it, it at this point, it's like. We called it. I mean, we and and, yeah. and and quite a few other people called it. Once you make it, it's going to get out in the world, and then suddenly you're going to have a big issue. And it's like, you know, that, that that's how it works. And the fact of the matter is, is that they did it, and then it was, oh, well, if they did it for them, they can do it for this cold case, and then they can do it if it's, where, where does it stop? Right. And now it's suddenly like, well, hey, look what you guys did. You went to this, and now... Anybody with a computer can go ahead and hack anybody's phone. So, I mean, it's just, so, it, it's just, I don't know, boggles my mind half the time. It's like, thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks a lot. Well, for... they can hack, they can hack any iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Android's never, Android, Google's never said it like, oh, yeah, Android's impervious to attacks. They tell you, it's your fucking problem. Like, yeah. That's the thing is that privacy and, and and that kind of like hacking and all that, it's really the user's responsibility to take care of that. But they – people are fucking strange and, and you see the same thing with um, with government. They don't want the government to tell them what they do to do but they want the government to do everything for them. Oh, yeah. That you can't have both. It doesn't make any sense. Like you can't, you can't tell – you can't tell Google – I, you need to protect me from every threat. It's like, okay. It's like, oh, wait, no, you're locking everything up. You can't do that. But I still need you to do the first thing. Like, <laughs> no, what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, you just you just can't have it both ways. And and the world would be a much simpler place if everybody just took care of them fucking selves when it comes to stuff like this. Well, you know, my so, I, I wrote a thing on my, um, on my, uh, uh, Fuck what site did I have? Oh, middle the middle age geek. Um, forgot my own fucking website. Um, <laughs> but um, I I wrote a thing on there talking about um, it was titled "Fake News." Welcome to the internet. Um, the thing is, is that what's coming around with fake news is is like this, and is like everything. It was like with TV. It was it was people don't want to help. And in the crutch of the article was the reason fake news is spreading is because people people aren't claiming responsibility. The reason that Google and um, Twitter and 
Facebook have those stories in their trending file is because people are sharing it. It doesn't. It's not like they come up with it on themselves. They have an algorithm that takes, oh, these people are sharing this. This is popular. And whether it's true or not, it's because people are sharing it. And at this, at basically what's happening is that people are the reason that we have these issues. No one wants to take responsibility for what they do. Everybody right. believes that everybody else should, oh, well, my kids are watching this stuff. You should have programming that's not like this. Well, how about you not? They installed a V chip. You know, they installed passcodes to make those channels unprotected. Oh, but I need a password that I can remember, so I'm going to use my birthday. The kids are going to, well, let's try mom's birthday. Oh, hey, it got in. You know, and the same thing happened. Well, it's, it's like, it's like uh, the fappening yeah. when that happened. And everyone was like, oh, uh, and it was, it was again, Apple, because most celebrities have iPhones. It's like, oh, they, um, Apple really failed. Yeah, Apple failed these people. I'm like, no, they failed themselves. If you are an attractive celebrity, you shouldn't have nudes on your phone. <laughs> on the cloud, especially. You know what I mean? Like, don't be a fucking idiot. Like, can we all just stop being idiots for, right. for just a day and see and just see what happens? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, it, it's it. And that's how society is, though. It's never it's never the individual's fault. It's yeah. everyone else's I mean, fault. Now, there's situations where it is the company's fault. Right. But, I mean, like, I'm, when I'm, passwords I'm, get leaked or something. Yeah, I mean, but. I'm notorious for dick pics. I mean, Adam knows. I give, send them <laughs> to him all the time. You know, but but I delete. I have a, I have a wall where they're all framed. Yeah, yeah, and which, as you should. But, you know, in any and case. And zoomed in. <laughs> right on. Zoomed in. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you delete them before they go to the cloud. Because I have my phone synced with, you know, uh, OneDrive. So it's like, you're going to delete those pics before they get into the cloud. And that's what Snapchat's for, kids. Yeah, <laughs> right. And not you know, and not saving them either. Not saving those, um, those because they, they give you the option to download those Snapchats so you can save them. But, um, yeah, no. <laughs> or here's, here's, here's a thought. And I might, I might sound old, but I'm going to solve the problem of leaked um leaked nudes uh right now how about we just stop being whores <laughs> don't take pictures of yourself naked how about that maybe maybe stop doing that because like <laughs> it seems like every young person now does that they have to send pictures of their fucking and, and let's be honest it's mostly chicks like no one gives a fuck about a dick pic mm. Like most girls don't even want that shit. Right. You got these girls out here like, oh, I'm going to take a picture of my tits. And they always have their face in it. First of all, <laughs> don't put your face in the picture. <laughs> and then you won't even fucking care. Like it's, uh, it's just so stupid. Nobody uses common sense. <laughs> and you have, you have. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no go ahead. I, no, I was just going to make oh, a joke. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, it, we can talk about it all day. But it's never going to change. No. They, the The mass majority of people live in this bubble that they're untouchable. Nothing, nothing can happen to them. And then when it happens to them, they're looking at who to blame. Of course. And they never look in the mirror. No. So. Yeah, because it's just don't get because it. it's never. It, it, it's basically, I need you to protect me because I don't know enough to protect myself, or I don't. It's too hard. I don't really have, want to have to learn to go into my settings and do this shit. 
you know it's like it's like no you you need to do this shit you need to you need to take care of yourself um but the thing i was gonna the joke i was gonna make was um when bill burr was like you know talking about um you know attractive people and he's like i mean i'm like a hard five you know <laughs> he goes he goes and we all like attractive people except for that person that you work with you know the one that could be like a five you know but you work in close quarters like you know how her, her um her shampoo smells like you know she's fantasizing about people uh, or he goes and you know there's that you know she wears that dress that i don't know kind of does something for you so you kind of fantasize about it but i tell you when she's fantasizing it ain't about me <laughs> right because <laughs> that goes to your you know you know, nobody cares about the dudes. It's about the girls taking the pigs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just basically and and going back to what I what I was writing was the fact that no, everybody wants everybody else to do their job. It is your responsibility to protect yourself. You know, we shouldn't be having these companies do it because let's be honest. You know, you're the reason that this these companies are are, are sharing this stuff or have this stuff. If you're allowing your personal stuff to go on the cloud because you think it's somehow secure i don't really think people know how the cloud exists uh, how cl how the cloud works no they don't get it yeah you know it's like <clears throat> it's like well it's in the cloud it's it's what you think it's like out there in the ether like you know they're <laughs> it's in the phantom zone that's where all the stuff is being kept <laughs> yeah, it's out in the phantom only general zone. zod can see it <laughs> i give you a fucking break you know what the, my my best example that i can think of and i've used this on many occasions for people not blaming themselves when something bad happened. Someone drops their phone that was not in a case, mm -hmm. and the first thing out of their mouth when they see that it's broken is fucking Apple mm. or fucking Samsung. Like, wait a minute. Apple and Samsung didn't tell you to drop your fucking phone right. and not put it in a case. I remember there was a girl at work. She had not, one of the new iPhones, the bigger ones. Mm. And, and one thing you have to say about Apple, they make a pretty phone. Like it, yeah. it's, but all that pretty takes away from the durability and, and Androids, the Android phones are like that as well. Um, the bigger the screen, the weaker it is It's just physics. Like yeah. you can't, <laughs> you can't really get around it. Um, and she did not want to put it in the case. And I remember someone told her, you really should put that in case. That phone's expensive. And she's yeah. like, no, I don't like cases. They add too much bulk and the phone's just pretty. And I want to, okay. Week later, she broke it. She dropped it down a flight of stairs and just watched it bounce down every step. <laughs> right. And that screen, like every other iPhone, shattered in a million pieces and was unusable. And the first thing out of her mouth was fucking, I wish Apple could make a fucking phone that doesn't break. And, <laughs> and I told her, I'm like, did Apple tell you to drop it down the stairs? Did they tell you not to put it in a case? Right. I said, more importantly, did they tell you to be irresponsible with your expensive shit? <laughs> Like that, an iPhone, a new iPhone is what, like eight fifty? Yeah, the rumor is the next built, one might be a thousand. Yeah, I built my computer for eight hundred dollars, <laughs> and it's a really nice computer. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck? I'm not gonna throw it out the window and then blame whoever made the motherboard for it breaking. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, fine. I, I hear the same thing too, where people complain about, you know, they break their iPhones or they, their iPhone. They're like. I wish iPhone would stop making a shitty product. It's like, you know, if you treated your device the way you should, you know, it's like, it's funny because like, you know, I've loaned items or I've not loaned, I've given items to people that I no longer use. I have no use for, 
It's like, you know, you need it here. Take it. I don't want it anymore. And then it lasts not nearly as long as it lasted me because I take care of my shit. Adam knows this. Yeah. Most of my stuff is. It's like, very, no, yeah. All this, all of uh, Steve's devices and movies, they're all in impeccable condition. Yeah. And it's like, and then it's like you end up with this shit and then somebody is like, what? this fucking has burnt marks on it. What the hell were you doing? Putting out a fire with this? It's like, I know, you know, and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, for, it's the same with my stuff. My, I get, my an, stuff I get annoyed in... if I, if I, you know, do it a little spittle on my keyboard, it right. bugs the shit out of me. It's like, what are you my doing? My stuff is in, my stuff's in perfect working order. I clean it, everything. Now I do have children. Sometimes it might grab stuff and break it. Um, but I did have a note for last year, the beginning of the year, and I dropped it. And it was the only time I had dropped it, but I didn't have a case because I, I hadn't bought the case yet and it broke 100% my fault. Mm -hmm. I was being irresponsible. I didn't buy the case when I should have bought the case, which is when I got the phone. Right. And it slipped out of my hand because slipping out of my hand's not my fault, but it's my fault that it broke. Yeah. And even the people around me were like, yeah, Samsung makes really sh like fucking weak phone. I'm like, no. <laughs> The battery didn't explode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's. Oh, by the way, on one a, of the, one, I was going to say on something on that note, uh, one of the guys from my work uh, retired and people got in presence and I go, you know what? I got you a note seven, but it blew up in transit. So sorry. Right. <laughs> well, there was a uh, there was a um, a fucking news report recently that at some Samsung factory, there was a fire. And oh. It was because the batteries weren't thrown away right. I'm like, they just can't get a break, can they? <laughs> it, yeah, you know, what's funny is I was listening, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about that, and it was like, yeah, it wasn't like the, the factory, it was like the repository that that stored all the batteries. It was like yeah. in the factory, but yeah, it was like, it's still, I was like, that's still funny though. I mean, regardless of whether it was the factory or not, it was like- it's it's, The timing of the it. The timing it's, of it, and the fact that it was like, it was disposed batteries that caught fire. It's like, yeah, no shit. So funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, I heard about that. I started laughing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's really what it comes down to. I mean, there was one time where I had my iPhone. And um, when I had my iPhone that one time, uh, I... something. Oh, the... Um, was I took the case off because I wanted to clean the inside of the phone. And for some reason, the case was like shit. And then all of a sudden it like cracked. So I couldn't, you know, put it back on. So I went one day without it to go get one. And then somebody, I pulled out my phone to check something that some dude just like bumped me and my phone flew out of my hand. And I like stuck my foot out to try to keep it from hitting like the ground hard. And it hit the top of my shoe, but then, you know, hit a piece of the cement and then fell into the grass. And it made like a little nick on the, on the on the corner of the phone. Fortunately, it wasn't the glass. And like the dude just walked off like, you know, fuck you. And then I looked and I was like, you know, and I looked at the case and I looked at the corner and I didn't sit there and go, fucking Apple. I was like, no, fuck that dude. You know, it wasn't like, I, I just don't understand that. I just don't understand the, the the whole thing of like, oh, you fuck up, you drop something, but it is the the their fault because they didn't make a product that matched your level of I don't know. Stupidity is really, yeah. I guess, what it comes down to. But yeah. All right. So I guess on that, we should 
what, jump into our douchebags? Mm-hmm. All right, well, my douchebag of the week comes from SlashFilms.com. This one came out, this was my douchebag for last week, and I felt it was important enough to, to talk about it um, because I just, I, I just don't understand the world anymore. So this is the article <laughs> from uh, Slash Films. I like Zack Snyder. This is the author saying that. That needs to be said first. His Dawn of the Dead remake is a superbly constructed savvy joy. 300 is such more, um, is so much more interesting and beautiful than you remember. Watchmen is flawed, but audacious, tackling unadaptable source material with raw nerve and bravery. Sucker Punch is a disaster, but it's kind of well-intentioned disaster that I can completely get behind. Man of Steel is one of the most handsome blockbusters ever made, and the stuff in Fury and the stuff that infuriates me also fascinates me. It brought me no joy when it turned out Batman Dawn of Justice was total rubbish and one of the most disappointing movies I had ever seen in a movie theater. I want him to succeed. I also want him to move on and leave DC superheroes behind because it's increasingly clear that he doesn't gel with them. However, some fans disagree as they have launched a petition calling for Zack for Snyder to helm the Batman now that Ben Affleck has vacated the director's chair. When Change.org was founded in 2007, the mission of, quote, empowering people everywhere to create the change they want to see, end quote, its creators surely didn't imagine that it would be used to create a Zack Snyder Batman petition. But here we are. This is a, this is a thing that has happened, and everyone involved should be ashamed of themselves. This paragraph in particular caused my blood vessel in my brain to explode into gory bits. I am bleeding out on the floor. I am dying. Finally, this is the this is the quote. Finally, there's his style visually and tonally. He's created a beautifully dark DCEU and populated it with characters and stories who fit the narrowed narrative perfectly. Some may not care for the darkness he's brought to the founders of the Justice League, but I would advise those people to read more comics. Batman is an incredibly dark character. They don't call him the Dark Knight for nothing, you know. And Snyder's unique vision of his film is perfect for the tragic tale of Bruce Wayne, even more so for this Bruce Wayne, the harder, more vengeful version he's become after the death of Jason Todd. His world simply isn't light and ha happy, isn't a light and happy place. Gotham City seems to live entirely by night, no pun intended, and this makes him a perfect fit. End quote. I guess if I read more comics, I know that Batman is only a dark and serious character with no room for anything beyond brooding and violence and Batcave Bat cave cro CrossFit. I guess we need to read more comics, guys. Jeez, that's, maybe that's the problem. I think uh, I can think of approximately one person in my life who would be excited by Snyder directing the Batman. Her, um, and that is the Slash Film's own Angie Han. Her love for Batman vs. Superman is genuine, and we have had conversations about about its, well, interesting choices. I will say this much. A Snyder-directed Batman movie would surely give him more to talk about than a mediocre film helmed by someone else with less a less distinctive voice. I'll give everyone who signed the petition that much. Zack Snyder is still directing Justice League and is due out on November 17, 2017, and I'm doing my darndest to remain optimistic about it. So, my douchebag of the week is the person and people that had created and signed that petition because what the fuck people 
<laughs> everybody after Bat Dawn of Justice and Man of Steel bitched about Zack Snyder that she should not touch anything, that he should be out of the DC universe. And now we have a petition to direct the Batman movie. You know, I think I can explain this one because I was <laughs> thinking about it. And I'm not going to I'm not saying it's right. I don't think he should. I think he's done with comic book movies in general. I think he should move on to other things. But I think that Zack Snyder, unfortunately, is such a likable guy that people root for him. Like he because so he he, quote unquote, failed uh, Batman versus Superman. Which and everyone did. was calling everyone was calling whatever everyone was calling <laughs> for him to fucking I enjoyed the movie. I don't fucking care what everybody else thinks. Um, everyone was calling for his head. Then he got on interviews and he's like, you know what? I didn't do a good job. I just want to do a good job for you guys. I'm so sorry. And he was so sincere about apologizing for it that everyone kind of reels back and goes, oh, well, maybe. I mean, it's Zack Snyder. He's nice. Maybe we like I really think that's what happened because he's not like typical director. Let's be honest. Typical directors are fucking assholes. Like the great directors are assholes like um, Michael Bay. Asshole. <laughs> um who directed Avatar? What's his name James again? James Cameron. Yeah, he's an asshole. Yeah. I mean, he's talented, but he's an asshole. And it's kind of like that same thing surgeons get. They get that God complex about them <laughs> because they're the ones in control of the entire thing. Right. So, so I think that he's so – because Zack Snyder is a, a diehard comic book fan. You, you can tell. It's just his vision of comic books isn't syncing with everybody else. And he tries to do way too much. It's like he's doing – overload of fan service because he wants to see it not because it's what everyone else wants to see there was so many callbacks in batman versus superman it was like overload like wait which <laughs> which era of, of batman was that from or which right. era of superman was that from you know what i mean and yes it's not a perfectly directed movie i just enjoy the movie um but that's what i think it is i think everyone just roots for him because they know he's a genuine dude but he kind of sucks at this <laughs> so we need to let him move to different things because he's really going – his career is going to circle the drain because that, that endearment is going to wear off. I give it at most two more movies and everyone's going to go, okay, I don't care how nice you are. Fuck off. <laughs> you I, know, like I don't know. And also I think the fact that I think people have the wrong idea about change.org. Um like for some reason people think that carries weight and yeah. and i'm just like um yeah i don't I, I i don't really think it means what you think it means <laughs> you know i i'm to me it's just like because of such i mean there's always one dude and and i'm i'm starting to wonder if maybe that was your petition that you created maybe that was that was why you know you're defending it so much that it was you probably started that petition um but I don't know. It's just it's just it's just bizarro that it's like yes, let's get Zack Snyder to direct this one because one, I can tell you that if he was to direct this one, the script would go out the door and he would create a whole new script. See, I I like Zack Snyder, and I I think I think he can still do some good if they put him in certain things. Like if they right now he shouldn't be in it because they're still trying to make a movie that everyone loves. And they haven't done that yet. 
So I'm just kind of wondering though, like what is up with Warner brothers? Like, because each, we don't see this. I mean, we see this sometimes and it's kind of every so often that it happens with Marvel, but you, you know, we're seeing these movies like Aquaman. I mean, not Aquaman, the flash stage one rewrite. Like it's going back yeah. to going back to basics directors taken off and leaving because of, you know, differences with the studio it's like what what is going on i honestly think when you compare warner brothers with disney um or marvel whatever um warner brothers isn't as rich as the other side which causes them to be concerned more about the money than the story and and i think that causes them to make some rash decisions and not think about is this movie going to be loved? They, they want to know if the movie's going to make money. And anytime, anytime someone doesn't, they throw out a script because just because of money issues, it fails. It does. It fails in some way because you're, you're technically making art. So you can't, yes, we need to make money, but you need, if you focus on making a quality film first, the money will come. So it, it, focusing on money first is stupid like it doesn't make any sense and I, you but, know what i and mean my thing is like with Zack snyder it's when you look at the films that he he's done a lot of his films are style over substance yes that's and, his that's his way of directing he over stylizes everything and i think when you're dealing with these particular characters we're, and and we discussed this we discussed this on this week's episode of um, the the cheap seats, uh, where we talk about 1978's Superman. Superman worked because the narrative was strong, right? And I kind of think that's where, you know, uh, I think that's kind of where these other movies are kind of dropping a little bit, is because of the fact that it's it's bigger canvas we can do all of the stuff with cg we can do all of this stuff and make it big and grand like it's supposed to we can make a doomsday but really treat it kind of like shit you know the character that you know tone um narratively it's just not good it's just it's it just gets irritating because i the and just like with Marvel, the stories are already there. You just got to convert them to movie format. That's right. all you got to do. Yeah. You know, and that's exactly what Marvel does. There, if you really look at all the Marvel movies, there isn't much original content happening. It's just original ways of telling an old story. And take, I'm not knocking them. Taking, that's perfectly fine. And taking a comic book and ter- telling it in a very visual medium because comics don't always translate well to films. Look at it. Exactly. And people sit there and say, like, well, it should be told like it is in the comic because it was a good comic. Watchmen. Which I loved. But, but I loved it because I'm a comic book fan. Right. But it it's not going to go to mass the mass appeal. Exactly. And that's the because problem. Because the pacing was fucking off. <laughs> it was all over the place with that. But, of course, you're dealing with a limited issue series because you're telling a story in so many pages and that it has to have an ending or a cliffhanger and then picks up again. But when you watch it as a movie, it is not an easy movie to watch. I love Watchmen, too. And so, you know, people sit there and think, like, I hate Zack Snyder. I don't. I liked 300. 
you know. Yeah. It was the first movie I bought when I got my PlayStation 3. Um, I got that with 300. And, um, you know, I Watchmen, I really liked because I read, I, I read it. I read it and it was like watching it was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. They did it like the comic book, but it was weird as fuck because you're now sitting there watching it at a, in a different medium. Um, I hated Sucker Punch. It had a lot of potential. I only liked I only liked the fighting scenes in Sucker well, Punch. Well, yeah. I mean, if it was strictly... But that's because it's fun to watch. Yeah. That, that was... I mean, to me, if it stuck with that, it would have been better. But yeah. then they tried to get... And it was one of those movies that got into itself and tried to, you know, be Inception with hot chicks. Right. And it's like, nah, see, that's where you lost it. <laughs> yeah, it didn't work, guys. It didn't, didn't work. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it's just one of those where it's like if you're and, and this is the problem, like, you know, and you've said this yourself, you know, DC Comics have a lot more substance with their characters. Yeah. So when you put in a director who is more substance than character, you're going to have an issue. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I liked that. Man of Steel. I liked Man of Steel. I thought it fit for the kind of I thought it fit for what they were trying to do. Um. Uh, I had mixed emotions about it. I, I liked um, the actor that played Cavill? Superman. Yes. Uh, oh, no, I'm thinking about the shitty Superman movie. I'm thinking about uh, what was that one in between? Superman that They Returns? tried to just continue. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like that one much. Um, no, Man of Steel. I, I love that movie. I've, I've seen it probably like six times. Um and I'll watch it again. I have no problems with like I, I really, I really like that movie, and I really don't have any complaints about it. But the, I feel that the um, it's almost like I can't even explain it. Like just, just Snyder, he, he, like you said, he's over stylized, um, and it, and it works. Some like three hundred that works right. because it's, it, it is just that kind of movie. You know what I mean, but when you have superhero stuff, it doesn't it it doesn't require that, you know, because first of all, superheroes are stylized anyway, right? You know, and then you're trying to make it over stylized but gritty at the same time. And I know the gritty call is from Warner Brothers. I know, I, I know that that was their decision. So you can't you can't blend those two together too much. And Batman vs Superman, like I said, I enjoyed the movie, but yes, it was overly stylized. It was the, there was too much in the um, it becomes campy, yeah, and, and starts to lose itself, you know. And you're like, okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what's happening. The but what pulls me for Batman versus Superman is the actors. That's what saves it for me. I think Ben Affleck, Cavill, and the uh, Israeli chick. There you go. I never remember anybody's names. I know you're they horrible act, at that. <laughs> right. They act, I was going to say the hottest reality. Um, <laughs> they acted flawlessly to me. I, I, I literally saw the characters that I loved when I was a child on the screen. Like, like when they, all three of them were lined up, I was fucking clapping. Like I was freaking out. So all for me, because I'm so connected with those three characters, the negatives of that movie fade away a little bit into the background because they're acting so well. But yeah, the movie is not perfect. 
No one ever said the movie was perfect, Steve. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, all right. So what's oh, your... can I can I talk about mine now? Yeah. Is that cool? You know, Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. So uh You know another thing about Batman versus <laughs> 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 yeah. So this one this one's just a quick one, it just made me laugh. Um a burglar who himself stuck got himself stuck in a second story bathroom window <laughs> during an attempted break in has been jailed. Um police in Radcliffe near Manchester in northern England arrived on the scene in December to find Sean Crawshaw suspended 15 feet above the ground. The 47-year-old's head was firm. First of all, if you're 47, you're cat burglaring. You really need to (laughs) reevaluate your life. Um, Head was firmly wedged inside the small window. His knees were placed on the sill and his legs were dangling below. And the fucking Radcliffe police posted a picture of him on uh, Twitter. (laughs) Just hanging out. Uh, police called fire crews who took about 20 minutes to um, extract Crawshaw from his predicament. Um, the Manchester Evening News reports he injured his ear as he was being set free. Uh, Crawshaw was charged with burglary with intent. I don't understand burglary with intent. How do you burglarize something without intent? Um, I don't know. Like I accidentally stole that? Yeah, like... It's like I watched in an episode of The West Wing. Um, I accidentally slept with a prostitute, and the guy goes, "Right, I, I, I don't understand. Did you trip over something?" <laughs> I mean, that can happen. Right. No. <laughs> um, he pleaded guilty at uh, Minchell Street Crown Court in Manchester on January 16th. A judge sentenced him to two years and five months in jail. Fuck, England Jeez. doesn't play, dude. Um, they probably he has previous charges, something like that. Yeah. Um. Greater Manchester Police released photographs of the incident on Thursday. It was nice. It was nice of him to hang around. Was the quote <laughs> from the sergeant? <laughs> he was actually cautioned. He was actually cautioned as he was in midair. I don't. I don't quite. Hmm. English is England's English is confusing me. Um, but yeah, he's he's firmly stuck in that window. <laughs> it's one of those like flip. It flips open like up, but only half of it is open really. And then the window kind of closed on him when he was trying to get in. <laughs> One of the pictures has a cop at the bottom posing. <laughs> that's that's idiot. when you that's when you know you done fucked up. When you got cops taking poses and shit. <laughs> what a fucking idiot. Hold on, there's one more quote here. Uh Ga- Galen, who is the sergeant, however, recognized the seriousness of the crime. We did all have a chuckle about it later, but the homeowner was actually pretty shaken up at, about it all. <laughs> it's it's not nice having someone bur- burglar your home and then finding him still there. Oh, <laughs> two fucking years. Jesus, he had to have had priors. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah. don't get two years for one count. Right. That's I'm, crazy. I'm definitely sure you get priors. So before we head out today, um. I wanted to tell the story because I thought this was kind of interesting. Um, so I've had Amazon Prime for about a year now and, you know, ordered tons of shit from them. So this, what, a week ago? Yeah, Super Bowl Sunday was last Sunday. So like last Friday uh, or two Fridays ago, I guess, um, I ordered two items 
we have a uh, we have a um, uh, artificial Christmas tree, and we've been using the box that it came in. But with the la with all the rain we had, there was a leak and it ruined the box. So I was trying to find something to store it in. So I found you know this um, bag that you could store an artificial Christmas tree in. So I was like, cool, order that and uh, the atom, the little vinyl pop atom. Cause you know, 35 bucks and you get, you know, free, um, free shipping. Um, right. So I ordered on Friday and I, at the time I ordered, they said, okay, it'll arrive at your place by 8 PM Sunday. I said, okay. So maybe even the times now and yeah, shit. Like, like, to, oh. Yeah. By 8 PM Sunday, you should have it. I was like, okay, cool. So I was home and then, you know, all this stuff. So we weren't doing the show. So I was just sitting at home and then watch the Super Bowl. And it's like, damn, it's getting close to eight. Usually I have it by the afternoon because it comes to the post office. And I look and, you know, it gives you that little tracking thing. It's like, just like ready to deliver. And then suddenly I'm like, hey, it's after eight. What the fuck? Go into my, go into the Amazon app and it says, uh, we know your package is late. We're not sure. You know, we know your package is late. If you don't get it by Tuesday, let it, um, contact us for more options. I was like, What? by Tuesday what the fuck do you you know what happened to it it's like you were tracking it all the way up to here did like the truck disappear you know is there mm -hmm. a missing persons report for the driver you know did everything <laughs> do I need to be do I need to be afraid right now I know it's like what what the fuck happened you know it's like you know I expect to see on the news you know you, uh, postal service truck with Amazon packages disappeared you know and <laughs> I was like what the fuck you know I was like you said I would get it by Sunday so you know I, I messaged Amazon and I was like, what the fuck? You know, I was, I was pissed off because I was like, look, I'm I'm waiting here for it because I didn't know how it was going to, you know, the package and, and how it was going to be delivered. And they're, you know, and they were like, oh, we apologize. Sometimes things happen like that, but um, I'll go ahead and refund you your order. Um, but if the package comes, you can go ahead and just refuse it. I'm like, if I'm home, I work during the week, motherfucker. Like, you know, and well, isn't it kind of not Amazon's fault? Because they give it to the postal service, and that's the right, postal service has right. But that. they're supposedly tracking it because you know it's supposed to like to reach to my place, and it's like, well, where oh, is so it? Oh, so the tracking was bullshit. Basically. Yeah. So basically, and it's like, well, what happened? I want to know what happened. Is really what right. you know, like, hey, you know, it got delayed or what have you. You know, I'm kind of like, you know, it's like it was supposed to be here. It's the first time I've ever had that. And then they issued me the refund, so I was just like, you know. And then they're like, well, you ain't refusing shit. Yeah. One. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I was like, going, you know, I got the refund and I'm, and they're like, you know, we understand, you know, we canceled your order. So what they said. And then they said, however, if you, um, if you, if you want this, we'll waive one day shipping. And I was like, I was like, you know, you still haven't told me what happened. Like, where is it? What the fuck? You know? And I was teed off and my, and I was like, and oh, by the way, my Amazon Prime is up for renewal, like in a couple of days. This is a great thing to happen right before renewal. Right. And, um, and, um, so I actually canceled the renewal because I was like, yeah, I don't really have the hundred bucks to spend right now. I'll just wait, <laughs> but they don't have to know <laughs> that. Right. No, but, um, no, but I was really, I was really pissed off about that. And then Friday I'm at work. So keep in mind, I ordered it the Friday before. So this past Friday. My, my phone goes off with the notification that my package had been delivered. And I was like, what? Plus, it starts raining outside. But fortunately, someone was home. They, they got it. They brought it inside. And they're like, what the hell? I was like, I was like, what the fuck? 
you know, I was like, I, I messaged back. I'm That's like, for free, bro. I was like, you're, you canceled this. And I'm, I'm one, I'm honest. So I was like going, you know what? I go, I don't want to go through the bullshit of having to send this back. So just charge me whatever. And this just ended at that. It would cost me, it was like 25 bucks for this one. But the other package, the other item that I'd ordered on that order came from Petco and they said that they were going to be, oh, it was going to come on the 10th, which was like over a week, but it actually came like two days later. <laughs> like I got that yeah. on time. But the other one, and I was like, just fucking charge me. I was like, I'll, and, uh, I go, I'm end this right now. And then they got back to me like a little later saying like, you know, we understand, you know, it was, it was the carrier's fault, but we're trying to figure out what happened to it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I forward your, and I was like, yeah, we are whatever, you know, how you always go, oh, we're forwarding your complaint or whatever. It's like, yeah, whatever. They're like, but that means it's over. Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, I already know what that means. Cause I say that at work all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm forwarding that to our development team. Um, but basically they're yeah, like, I say that at work sometimes too. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll tell the processor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it ain't going anywhere. Um, uh, but they're like, you know, it costs like 25 bucks or something like that. And they're like. You know, we understand it was our fault, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, if, if if you authorize it, we, we will only charge you $10. And which was, means that I would have, I got the pop for free and the discount on the, um, on the, uh, the package that I, the artificial. So I was like, all right, fine, 10 bucks. Well, that's, that's one thing about Amazon is they, they are, it is known that they always try to make it right. As long as you call them. Yeah. Cause I yeah, could have been, I could, shit if you don't call them. I, I could have been a dick and like, you know, captain said, fuck you. I never got it. You know, but I was like, nah, you know, it's like, I don't, I'm not, I don't like being that guy. I would have been that guy. Yeah. I know you would have been that <laughs> if guy. I was, if I was mad, I would have been like, nah, it's fine now, bro. <laughs> Just came up. Right. <laughs> but, uh, you should have you got your shit together. <laughs> you should have got your, you start justifying <laughs> right. it. You know? <laughs> when you're that guy. Yeah. You justify it. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I was, I was, and I still don't even know what the fuck happened. Like, okay, I understand. But that Sunday was like, there was no weather. Like, it was sunny and clear that whole day. So, like, somewhere between... It probably just didn't get put on a truck or something stupid. And Well, you get the notification. It's been shipped. It'll get there by this time. It's like, then what happened is what I want to know. Did who Somebody took that who shit. Who <laughs> really fucked up? Because, you you know, yeah. you said that it went on a truck. And now you're saying it was it was their issue. And it's like... And it's like, it's a Sunday. The post office has nowhere else to go. They're not delivering mail. So there's no reason right. it should have shown up at my place. You know, that's why I'm like, did some, did the truck vanish? Did, is there a missing persons report? Did someone, did someone just get jacked, you know, <laughs> and like, <laughs> and ran off with my Christmas tree bag and my, and my Adam pop. That's what I want to know. It's like, look, what I'm trying to ask is, is there a body? Like, I need to <laughs> I know. know. <laughs> and I need to see. That body. I need to see him holding my box in his hand when he died. I need right. to see that. <laughs> I need to see that level of dedication to my package. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, sick motherfucker. <laughs> Not to mention that my pop box was all kind of fucked up. Like it was like bent and it was all like, for yeah. real. Yeah. I was like, So what? you know it you know it fucking fell in the back of a truck or something. Yeah. Stupid shit. Yeah, it was. Like, it's probably the mail carrier that fucked it up. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you know, it's a post office. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, I just needed a bitch about that. Put it out there. So yeah. if Amazon's put listening. it to the universe. Yeah. So if Am Amazon's listening, I canceled my membership, motherfucker. 
Oh, I'm sure the CEO listens to us. <laughs> yeah. Benzo, I know you're listening. <laughs> I know you hear me. You get your fucking life together. <laughs> you need Jesus is what you need. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for this episode. Uh, please rate and review the show. Please review the show on iTunes. It helps us out immensely. And if you want to catch our back catalog, check it out on Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, as well as the website, thelazygeeks.com. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thelazygeeks, or search us out on Twitter and Instagram by searching thelazygeeks, one word. You can also find links to all our social media hubs through our website, thelazygeeks.com. And you, you can, can find... Oh. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I got my timing off, I bro. Oh, man. You should be asleep through this. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, you can find me on the interwebs on Twitter at a middle-aged geek, Instagram, middle-aged underscore geek, or check out my blog, themiddleagegeek.com. And now, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter. Oh, you can also find me on... <laughs> It's at Sapien TLG. <laughs> Stepping on my shit. <laughs> oh, man. And be sure to tune in on Friday for our Cheap Seats podcast. Uh, this week, we are review- We are discussing the 1978 classic Superman the movie. And we've also uh, changed, our, uh, changed the way we, we're doing that podcast with how we're selecting movies. And, and you'll find out more about that on Friday. So... That is it for us this week. Our two weeks crammed into two hours, so or just a little under two hours. So until next time, a peace out. This has been a production of the Lazy Geeks Network, available only at thelazygeeks.com. Goodbye.